An excerpt from Kill v. Mame by Grimes. I got in a fight. I was indisposed. I was in despite all the wicked pros. I did something bad. Maybe I was wrong. Sometimes people say that I'm a big time bomb. You gave up being good when you declared a state of war. Frog child, frog child, if you bring me the orb, bring me the orb. Okay, just bring me the orb. I will use it to reverse the magics inside and make I, an artificial I, I don't care. Sun. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I want to heal my friend. Oh, this is going to result in an eruption of steam around you. Yes, I know. We're going to use its cover to get away. Well, that's not what I intend to do with that. <laughs> I... We have to leave. We have to leave. I need to know who this is. Alright, you have a burst of steam around you. You have someone distracted by their objective right in front of her being taken away. The tower rumbles above you as it's about to fall off the mountain entirely. Gotta leave. Okay. Can I just grab Sword Lady and force her to come out with us? You have strength of a thousand, so you do have justification to just carry somebody. I have cover and strength of a thousand, so I'm just gonna grab her and run and not say anything. Okay. Hey Pan, hey Pan, Pan. Yeah. I dropped my toy. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna say she just stabs you, and, but oh. you can do that. This isn't gonna take a roll. Right. You're getting away, but you're getting hurt for it, if that's okay. That's fine. Alright, I'm going to damage your sense, because this is a nonsense thing to be doing. You now have another sword wound, this one in your gut. <laughs> As you are now fleeing with a frog on your head and a woman under your arm who is uncomfortably uncomfortable with how warm you are. <laughs> She's not <laughs> having a great time. She'll be fine. She's also uncomfortably about how hot you are in the figurative sense. We don't know what she's into. <laughs> and as you rush out of the tower, it collapses behind you, and it, like, snaps about uh, right above the first floor, basically, and the whole top half of the tower topples down the mountain. Is he still emanating steam? Yes. Okay. Yeah, both of his flesh With wounds. With every step into the snow, there's another a bunch of steam. With every bit of water, as the healing water is basically working its way into its wound, it's ejecting steam from the wound. Oh, this this poor sword lady's gonna end up with so many burn scars. It's still doing that thing from before, where the the steam specifically is like stopping an inch from her skin, um, and like sort of going around her. She's she's got like a protective spell, but that doesn't do much against like the direct heat of his body. Just the steam. Do I notice this, or am I too busy whining about my toy? You're probably whining about your toy, and it's uncomfortably hot. Basically, the further you are from his core the less intense it is. So, the sword lady is being held up right against his rib cage and is probably very unhappy about it, but if you're on his head, you probably... you're fine. Yeah, like, I'm regular frog-sized again and just on his hair because I know Pan, I know that if I go anywhere else, I will be very uncomfortable. Yeah, and the hair is fluffy. Yeah, it's nice and... it's warm in a pleasant way, rather than a burning way. Like the rest of Pan is right now. Yeah. <laughs> So Harbinger, Yuria, they just escaped. What are you doing in the patch? You have a bunch of red pandas on board. Harbinger, okay, we're gonna like park on the mountain on this like would-be flaming ruins if everything wasn't frozen mountain. 
Sure. And I think Harbinger is gonna, just going to step out, and there's going to be, like, red pandas clinging to either side of them. And they're like, oh, we're new. We, we knew you were actually nice. We knew you'd save us. And, like, shit like that. And it's Harbinger's personal hell. So that's what Harbinger's like right now. Harbinger is just like, there are lots of red pandas just kind of clinging. They are behaving very differently around Yuria, where they're mostly blaming her for destroying their livelihood. <laughs> yeah, well, what's wrong with you, Yuria? How dare you work with these people to topple our tower? How dare you? Anyway, I'm going to go over here and get that orb out of the snow. Don't even worry about it. No, we need that orb. If we're going to repair this thing, oh, we're probably never going to repair this thing, they say, as they see the ruins of the tower below. They will throw you down the mountain. <laughs> so I would like to retrieve my precious prize. Um, it's easy to remove if you just, like, have someone strong enough to lift up the whole dang, like, rock. Hello. Perfect. Which you have one of those. Although there is still a sword lady who is still very upset. And mostly uninjured. Ah, a captive. Okay, we'll leave it sealed in stone for now while we deal with this nuisance. What do you have to say for yourself? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she apologizes for things she's not even responsible for at all. No, keep it. I like it. I'm interrogating you. I am a high Doric knight and you will let me go, columnist. Oh, cool. High five. Anyway, I'm out here to save the world, so fuck you. <laughs> I'm out here to save the world! I'm High Dork, too. What a coincidence. <laughs> you just call yourself High Dork? Go fix the ship. <sighs> Doric, not Dork. Plebeian. Says the sword lady. Yeah, says the sword lady. <laughs> Good. As she just nonchalantly pulls her sword out of Pan's gut. Oh, did you leave that there? I'm getting really mad about this. She sheathes it to walk over to Harbinger. Wait, who said I put her down? I'm not putting her down. Wait, what do I have to repair the ship? There's nothing damaged on there. I have been sent here on orders from a council of Ionics to spread the good word about the Column City and also defeat the disaster that Aurora represents. Harbinger said it right, I didn't. Oh no, Harbinger said it wrong. Okay, so you didn't set her down, in which case she's trying to hold this conversation while she tries to push herself free from you once, but if you're not letting her go, she's just going to sit there with her sword back Absolutely in. not letting her go. Okay. How are you holding her? Is, it, is she just, like, under one arm, or do you just have one hand, like, covering her entire head or something? Like, what's the deal here? Well, if you want to get, like, a nice interrogation set up, I can do the old, like, crucified position. Just hold her out, but whatever you're comfortable with. The good guys. I knew you were. Jeez! Can you stop ripping people's arms out? Man? I'm not ripping her apart. I'm just holding out with her arms You're to the side. You're crucifying her. When we first met, y'all were like, "Oh, Harbinger is so evil. It's gonna make us do so many weird things." Well, apparently you were right, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> okay, fine. Do you want like one arm up, two arms up? Like, tell me what to do. I'm not letting her go, though. Uh, let me go. <laughs> Well, not you. I'm not asking you. By what authority are you here? I am Knight, and I am here to save this land from the Dragon Menace. Was that me? I am the Harbinger. The dragons are not a menace. Aurorealis is a much more immediate menace. I think if you can find it in your heart to trust me, you'll find that I have the dragon situation quite under thumb. 
And that's when the Union House, from down the road, suddenly gets uprooted from the ground by a one-armed cyborg. Oh. Nice. And thrown at you. Um, Looks like your house didn't make it after all, so... uh Everyone needs to do something, because you're all here in range. Nice. Any bright ideas? There's a house incoming. Please act quickly. I'm I'm trying. (laughs) Okay, fine, I got it. I'll use my other use of my mastery of ley lines to create a convenient pathway carved out of snow. We will just duck under here and close this trap door, and we'll pop up over there, and everything will be fine. That's great for everyone but one of us. Why? Can you not fit in a door? No. (laughs) The snow situation. We're going under the snow. I don't care if you melt the snow, because we won't be in the path of that house. Duck! I mean, if you want to do a cool thing with opening a passage, you could, like, open the house and have it land around you guys. (laughs) I've got it. I've got it. Actually, no! No, I couldn't do that. I'm going to jump onto the house and open the door and just hope that, like, (laughs) just motion to pan to, like, move. So that when it lands, the door will be open, like, and it will create an opening, like, just where he is standing. Right. Like, that stun. Got it. You know where the house falls down? Falls down? Uh-huh. We're gonna do that, okay? And okay. also, there's, like, a weird crack in the wall, and it fits Harbinger perfectly somehow. Yeah, the exact silhouette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm going to so do that's that. That's where line is opening, so uh, Pop-Tart, I'm gonna need a roll for that. Okay. I think Getaway is the most fun here. Yeah. Well, to get away, and you're gonna try to bring Pan with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing Pan to get away. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. So that's... Well, I mean, one of the options, if you roll good, is that you bring Pan with you. Yeah, so, so that that's... would be how that works. Mm-hmm. Would that be courage or grace? That's grace. Get away is grace. Okay. You are avoiding the trouble. Okay, so. Roll my dice. Four. <laughs> oh, no, six with my plus two. Yeah, you have plus two. That's still cool. no good. Oh. One away. Okay, okay. Okay. Alright, so a house lands on Pop-Tart and Pan. Oh no. <laughs> you jump to the door. You open the door. There's still stuff inside the house. You get hit by a desk that's falling. Oh, no. And it lands on both of you. Oh, no. The whole house does. Slow is really bad at housekeeping, so it's just... There's already a mess in there. And now it's a lot worse as the house is sideways. Actually, it's more of an improvement at this point. One of Soul's daughter's dolls falls at Pop-Tart's side. Yes, yeah, steal it. <laughs> Alright, I'm hurting all of your physical stats. Pop cut your grace is damaged, pan your courage is damaged. We're running out of stats to damage, and Yuri and Harbinger haven't done shit. You are both pretty badly <laughs> hurt, yeah. Uh, there's a house on top of you, so in addition to that damage, you're both trapped and completely unable to do things until Yuri and Harbinger get you out. Wait, did I drop Sword Lady? Uh, Sword Lady is also buried under the house. Okay, cool. Well, time to leave. Yuri, I got the ship ready. Oh, we're not gonna leave them here. They they were useful to take down one tower. That's a pretty good, you know. I'll go watch the ship. Get back here. Uh, no. I'm pretty much tapped out of magic. I'm gonna go lie down. Alright, so Yuri, I'm gonna have to ask you to do a thing. Because Harbinger... Everyone else has done a lot this session. Yuri, what are you up to? Uh, your friends are all buried under a house and one's trying to hijack your ship. <laughs> wow. Are there enough pandas in the village to potentially lift the house? I'm trying to think of a reason to use my friend in need to have... Huh? Do we have an orc drop in? Just like a drop pod descends from the sky. You're gonna you're gonna call your trump card already? I mean, it would work, but it... Well, we're in a dire state right now. This did escalate my friends are... a little much. 
Yeah, it, it's fine. Like, give it ten minutes and Pan's body heat alone will melt all the snow around us and we can tunnel our way out. Yeah, but we still have another threat here. There's still a house. And two people trying to kill us. Yeah, we're gonna do this. What's Dog up to? Is Dog still with Soul? Yeah, where, where, where's the dog? Dog is 100% damaged, for I have used both of their abilities. Oh, okay. Alright, so... So if dog... Wherever dog is, dog is where dog wants to be. Dog isn't having it right now. Dog is, like, under digging in the snow or something. The very okay. last spell I have available is called Do Not Trifle with Wizards, and it is serious business. You should be sure before you ask me for assistance. I mean... You're the one who isn't about to die. <laughs> okay. I will use Do Not Trifle with Wizards to make the house violently explode. Well, I was well, just going to drop the... Alright, so I was, oh. I was about to say, while you two, while you were all talking about all this with your telepathic link, the cyborg man was walking up to the house, scanning it with their robot eye, which looks very cool. I am trying to say, I am dropping wire into the fight now. Okay. So... So let's have all three of these things happen at once. <laughs> so, uh, Vi- the, the, not Vire, the, the robot man looks down, suddenly jabs their remaining arm into the rubble, and pulls out the sword lady by one arm. She's unconscious, and he pulls her over his shoulder. Wait, how is he stronger than me? Um, because you're buried and don't have leverage. Oh. Also, y'all made of concept. meat, he's made of metal. But my meat's um, very good. Okay. I'm, I'm sure it is. Pan? <laughs> right now, you are very badly hurt, is the main yeah, thing. Yeah, that too. You can pull yourself out, but it'll take a lot of time, and right now Harbinger's trying to hijack the ship. But if you're going to get out slowly, you can do it. It'll just... You're gonna need to rest first. Wait, wisdom is my only stat not damaged. I could speak softly to the ground again. You could. I'm doing that. But first, Vire is dropping oh. in, who okay. I don't have a pog for, actually. Get a cool picture of a bug. And so, I went to get a cool picture of a bug, and we took a short break. Alright, uh, so where were we? We had Vire dropping in from the sky in a, in a pod. We had Harbinger about to cast a terrifying spell. And we had Cyborg just pull Sword Lady out of the ruins. Oh, she has a name now. I could just call her Knight. Yeah. It's not much of a name, it's just kind of a title. Well, so's Harbin. How dare you insult the sanctity of the names of the most Sorry, ancient Arby's. and beloved Column City? <laughs> Did you just call her Arby's? Yeah. Arby's. Okay. Okay. But the H is silent. Sure. Okay. So, uh, Harbinger, what does your spell look like? What is it doing? Well, you see, I have opted to use a powerful spell on, let's say, half of the house. Uh, you said that the cyborg is currently standing on the house and has pulled a knight up to stand with them, while my friends are safely nestled beneath the house? Yeah. She's currently unconscious. He pulled her over his shoulder, so he's gonna- he's starting to walk off with her, but you're obviously interrupting that. Understood. I will attack the front half of the house. My objective is to make it explode violently outwards and propel them both off the mountain. Okay. Yeah, they're both standing right on top of the two people you want to free, so that works out Okay, well. so picture this. They just rescued each other. It's heartwarming, because I'm sure, you know, there must be someone who ships them, and they're really enjoying this. But then, the sky is darkened by the Harbinger looking down over the balcony of their titanically ugly flying ship, just pointing one long finger down and cackling maniacally. And I am going to 
rumble out from my aged, dusty lungs. Do not trifle with wizards. And then the house beneath them is going to detonate. And I take heavy damage myself. But the point is, there's a big explosion, and I caused it. Alright. Uh, so that's damage dealt equal to the damage you take, right? Three. Okay. <laughs> Propel them off the mountain, please. Get them out of my sight. You're going to completely take out Knight. She's she's out of the picture, and Tough Guy is no longer invincible. As he goes flying, she's unconscious. They both land in Pop-Tarts River and start sliding down the river again. Whee! Now I really have to go lie down, because I'm dead. As you just kind of collapse out of the balcony that you were laughing over a moment ago. I'm glad nobody else is up here with me. This would be very embarrassing. I'm going to go have a lie down. Bring me the orb and I will create untold delights to power our ship. As the ship starts drifting away from the mountain with no one to pilot it. Oh dear. Oh dear. Or without the engine. But we'll get to that in a moment. Pan, Pop-Tart, you both are now free, although still very badly hurt. You did have a house fall on you. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm definitely not okay. Thud! A giant metal pod lands three feet to your right. <laughs> the sides of it open up, and they are the arms of a beetle man. Hi. I was called for. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Hey, Fire, uh, say, those two that just flew down the river, they were agents of Orealis. Understood. Should they be eliminated? At least interrogated. Retrieved. Understood. And Vire shoots off down the mountain, each step thundering and making the ground shake beneath him. <laughs> I'm just climbing up Pan at the moment and sitting on his shoulders. Uh-huh. This is normal. So who Vire is, by the way? Uh, Yuria has a friend who lives in space and can be called from drop pods. <laughs> that is Vire. They are six feet tall, mostly made of metal, beetle person. Their arms are giant shields, and he's going to just go basically scoop the two of them out of the river and take them back to the ship, if possible. I assume that they would actually be taking them back to the orc common grounds. Oh. I mean, I assumed that you wanted to interrogate them was what you called him for. I mean, I also do. I worked very hard to keep Knight captured, and y'all just ruined it again and again. He got stabbed so many times doing this. Yeah. Still bleeding, by the way. I helped. I dunked some water on you. Oh, by the way, that works now. It's. I think it's been long enough. You can remove damage to probably your blood stat. Probably my blood stat. See, I helped. Yeah, the, the wound on your shoulder has closed up. There's still a wound in your gut. And you had a house like that. Everything's kind of sore at this point. Yeah, Pop-Tart's not doing too good either. Pop-Tart needs snack and a nap. Well, unfortunately, your napping place is drifting away, as there is no one piloting the ship. Gotta go. Bye. I do the navigation on the ship. You do do the navigation on the ship, but right now, it, there isn't someone doing that. And you're all on a mountain. Oh, dear. I, I sure am. Like, I can just jump up to the ship since I can see it, but that would leave Pam behind. Actually, I'm going to exercise my power, remembered by history. Whenever anyone near you goes anywhere, you can choose to tag along, even if it's impossible. Alright, Pop-Tart is going to jump to the ship, and Yuri is going to magically tag along. Cool. Uh, Great. 
Pan. Have fun, everyone. Pan. 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 Yeah. Please bring me the orb and I'll make you a spa. Oh, wait. Wait, didn't you take the orb? No, bring it to me and I'll make a spa. I couldn't because they threw a house at us. Where's the orb? The orb is about ten feet to your right in the rubble of the tower. Oh. Yeah, it's over there. Go get it. It's fine. Okay, I'm gonna go do that then. Thank you. I'll bid you a spa. So, Yuria, Pop-Tart, you're both on the ship. How does this complicated mess of nonsense fly? I don't know. Who's pop- Okay. Okay, so. Are you are you asking how- How are you powering it? I'm asking you to tell me now, because you know how it works. I don't know how it works. I just tell Yuria where to go. <laughs> and she does it. I don't know how it works. For all I know, it's voice activated. Look, it's really simple. So you got these playing joysticks over here. You just gotta turn the ignition, and then you gotta just tilt it. It's, you know what? Here, I've got a steering wheel for you. And you just point- Pop-Tart stopped paying attention about 20 seconds ago. I have a great idea. I have a great character idea that I just came upon. Okay. I think Harbinger gets, like, super nice when they're almost dead. <laughs> and all the magic leaves them, and they're just, like, a hazy, disoriented dingbat. Sure. So I think at this point, Harbinger probably builds a small steam engine toy and gives it to Pop-Tart to explain how they work. Do we have time for this? Yes, I made it. <laughs> I mean, See, here. That's great, Nal. I'm still down here. We're, I mean, we're gonna pilot the ship back down to pick you up. It's fine. I mean, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm driving over. Okay, let's go. It's fine. Pan, you uh, struggle to move yourself across the street and you get there. And there's just a lump of rock that has some blue light glowing up the cracks, and you can just pick it up and take the whole dang core. Okay. Am I allowed to just pick it up? Yeah, you have strength of 100. You specifically okay. have a move that says you can, well, you can lift don't... anything you can grab. I thought it might be like radiating energy or something. I don't know. Okay, I take the core. You're Pan. also mostly immune to that. Yeah. Pan. It's fire, not energy. Maybe it's like made of phase on or something. Maybe I have electricity weakness. I activate the speaker. Pan, get the fucking orb and let's go. I, I have it. I, I can't jump 20 feet. We're telepathically linked still. That was unnecessary. But if you needed to express your aggression, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I love this quirk. I did everything and I'm getting on the ship when you get it to a height where I can get on the ship. Pan, you're my only real friend. Oh, I don't believe that. I mean, I guess I have the harvester. Okay. Pop-Tart's gonna do a smart thing. After playing with the toy and, like, sort of understanding how the ship works, they're just going to, like, tug on Yuria and be like, the river's going to help us. Huh? Pop-Tart... Pop-Tart navigates... Um... This is Pop-Tart. You're moving it, like, 30 feet Shut across up. the town. I can do this, okay? <laughs> Pop-Tart navigates by, like, sensing the river. So by, like, using the river that they created, they can guide Yuria to, like, really close to the ground without actually crashing, as long as it's near the river. Okay. All right, roll to get away. But you're using the ship. Okay. So roll the ship's engine stat, which is plus one. Plus one, Okay. Pop-Tart, you surprise me more every day. You're amazing. Okay. Don't let anybody ever get you. I down. got three and a six. That's a ten. Nice. That is a ten. All right. So you can uh, get away quickly, quietly, okay. and you pick up Pan along the way. Yay! Thanks. 
So the ship move, goes in down the down the length of the river, and you just have to like reach up an arm, and you get like caught on the bottom of the pumpkin patch, and just start pulling yourself up it. Hey, hey, Pam! Make sure you don't turn the bottom pumpkin into pie, okay? Thanks. Oh, I'm better now. It's fine. I just want to go to bed. As Pan passes out on the floor of the pumpkin patch. <laughs> I'm just going to throw another jar of water on top of him. Alright, so Fire is left behind to go fight. Well, we you know Fire just explodes. <laughs> don't don't worry, that, that was the thing about the orcs. They, they're like sentient factories, and they generate a new body for them to command. Oh, so you're specifically saying that Fire lost already? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Wait, oh, all that work... He bought you time. There was no chance for the cyborg to mess with the pumpkin patch as a result. So you guys got away clean. You're just looking over the edge of the ship right now with binoculars. Oh, fire Fire was destroyed again. That's like the 27th time. Don't worry, fire's used to it. As as Pan kind of like pulls himself over the edge of like the bottom of the patch and just like slumps onto the ground, Pop-Tart's just going to like walk up, uncork another bottle and just dunk it on his head. Link dunking a bottle of water out style. That's both uses of my healing now. Thanks. Oh, and and just as a, as a little gesture, I'm going to reach into my snack box and just put a, li- a little berry between his lips so that he has something to eat when he wakes up. <laughs> Actually, now is a good time. Now that we're done here, we can all have a food. Yay! Picnic time! Anyone who has food can spend one food to eat, and then that heals you one damage. I have a food. I have a food. I have no damage. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just noticing that? Whoops. Um, Pop Tart has a big food and could feed all three of you with one use. Yeah, I I will feed all three of you. So Yuria, you don't need to eat much more than a little bit, but everyone else is sharing a big meal. Like Pop Tart's food, I want to clarify is like you know when. Like, a little kid has an imaginary tea party with, like, the tiny table and, like, the tiny toy cups and stuff. It's like that. Yeah. We just had a tea party. So which stats are everyone healing with their food? I'm gonna fix my grace. I'm going to fix my courage. You get an extra one because we're sharing a meal? Yes, one extra person can heal one extra stat because you're sharing a meal among friends and it's nice and happy. I vote Pan. He's the most hurt. I vote normal dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Normal dog is incapacitated. I, I was going to vote Harbinger. No, they're, they're being nice. I, I, I want this to continue. Yeah, this scares me. <laughs> uh, so... Too bad I healed one and I'm back to being a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I can slam a pulse tice as well on someone who needs it. Should I give it to the, the dog? Alright. Uh, uh, here, here. The dog eats them. And it feels better. I'm gonna pet the dog. The dog enjoys your petting as it rumbles out a growl. Yeah. Okay, that's great. I'm gonna go hide in my room now. Bye! Alright, well, I'm gonna... That was a scene, right? The entire battle was a scene? That, that, that whole thing was one huge scene that is now over with and... We're gonna we're gonna have everyone eat and then do an end of session move. All right, so I'm gonna quickly use my fast friends move, and I'm gonna make a bond with well, the only person I spent time with was the harbinger. So, 
yeah, write a new bond with them. Actually, this was long enough that you could write, like, two bonds with them, because you spent the whole mission with them. Even if it was one long, ongoing scene. Alright, so, I'm going to say that, one, I completely fear the absolute power of the Harbinger. Nice. Okay. And, two, I trust in the Harbinger's prophecies. Finally. Some good bonds. I'm going to race my, uh, I have Harbinger's back no matter what and heal another point on them. Once again, I benefit from others' misguided notions of friendship. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Can I mark a bond, actually? Yes. What would you like I'm to I'm going to say I saved Knight's life. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. You can write that bond. She isn't very happy with you, but you can write that bond. And now, the end of the session. That was as as the pumpkin patch floats away. You all enjoy a tea patch in the central pod. Yay! All right. Did we save or protect a community in need? First question. Debatable. <laughs> I don't think they were really in need. They didn't really want us to be there. They were laboring to create an internal winter under the misguided information of. Aurorialis. If that's not a community in need of help, then I truly do not know what is. I mean, we could have explained to them. It really is a matter of your perspective, so I'm going to ask this as a moral question. Did you save or protect a community in need? Yes. I think kind of no. But yes, kind of, when you think about it. No, but think about it, but yes, actually. We've given them lots of reasons to mistrust us. And caused significant property damage. I think, like, we kind of... We kind of, like, are we the good guys? Just drop a food court or something. I saved them, didn't I? I didn't kill anybody. Wait, do I still have... Do I still have a halt? <laughs> do I still have halt's eyes? Oh, yeah, you have halt's... You have halt's crystal heart <laughs> okay, in your hand. Thank you. Just wanted to make sure. The, the crystal is like a, a big sapphire. That was the center of the golem. Theoretically, it could be reanimated using this crystal. Does it work on anything or just snow? Good question. You have a golem core. Feel free to write it down. Okay. Neat. This is what happens when you try to make friends and then rip their heart out. <laughs> I mean, originally it was their eyes. I just wanted, I, like, I want that to be clear. I didn't know what else they had. They were just snowman. Pan. Pan, 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 buddy. But I, I need to teach you about friendship. You I could think. have taken their scarf. Second question: Did we strike a blow against the Overlord or their minions? Maybe. Yes. Well, yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, ne- I nearly drowned one of them. I'm gonna say yes to both the Overlord and their minions. You destroyed their weather tower, and both Knight and the Cyborg Man are gonna feel that. Alright, did we learn more about the world and its people? Yeah, we learned that my people are kind of dicks. <laughs> and also that they really like Aurorialis, actually. I learned that red pandas make really good toys. And that Aurorialis has some powerful mages in her employ. Did you learn anything, Harbinger? I never learn anything. <sighs> That's why you're not Ionic. You learned how explosive houses can be in the right situation. I feel like this is the not the first time they blew up a house. I like to think I taught everybody else that lesson. That's true. Alright, so that's two yes answers, because I think we 
our consensus was no for protecting the community. Foolish. <laughs> I disagree with you all on all possible counts. For each yes answer, the group chooses one. So we're going to choose two of these following three options. Right. Option one, each player refreshes one piece of their gear to its full value. Uh-huh. Option two, each player heal chooses one stat to heal. It does not have to be their own stat. Mm-hmm. Or three, the Fellowship and the Overlord each choose one player to level up. I think I worked hard and I deserve a treat. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. I threw you a tea party. You can choose to level up twice. Like, you could choose the same option twice in this. So, list. explain leveling. As I was going to ask, explain leveling when the Overlord also levels. Like, how do they level up? Like, are they forced. Do we force. Are we forced to, like, level them? They get to advance their plans by one okay. step, I believe. How it works is all of you. All of you democratically vote on one person to level up, and then I, as the dictator, choose one person to level up. <laughs> a person cannot be chosen to level up if they are the highest level player. So, if I pick the Overlord to level up, and then you guys pick someone to level up, and then I pick the Overlord to level up again, they're now level 3, and I can't level them up until one of you is also level 3. Mm. Oh no, you can't level twice in the same game. Oh, I can't. You are correct. I can't do that. I cannot do that. I will level up once, and three of you will level up. Okay. I still say I earned one. Sorry. Not sorry. Yeah, that's fair. Alright, well, I'm gonna pick the Overlord with my first choice. With my second choice, I am going to pick Harbinger. <laughs> and now the four of you can vote among which two of you three will level up. <laughs> And Clove is voting for Clove. I am also <laughs> voting for Clove. Well, for one of them, yeah. Clove will level up. Okay, Clove, you've earned one. So now everyone vote between Yuria and Pop-Tart, whether they get a level up. I'm just going to say, if I level up, I'm going to take Eager Apprentice. I'm choosing Pop-Tart. <laughs> Mood. I'm going based off of participation. And you worked very hard, but Pop-Tart did also, also, also almost die. How about you all take the level ups, because I don't care, because I'm already so powerful. Unfortunately, that's not how it works, because you didn't get voted a level up. I gave you one. Oh, fuck you all then. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So who who's getting the second one? You're voting on it right now. You can vote for yourself or for Yuria. It is my vote that will decide things, so it is up to both of you to convince me. It is time for some in-character bribery. It's the only fair way. I offer cake. From my tea party. Pretty good. Does Yuria have anything better than cake? I've heard to be your... Like... Fodder. You already are. Cake it is. Pop-Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone levels up at Yuria. Hooray! Wah-wah. <sighs> I'm, I'm piling the ship away. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> and uh, next time we can talk about what you guys got during that level up. So, good night, folks. Thanks for listening to our first adventure of Fellowship. Yay! Good night. Oh, that's a new voice. I'm not sure how I feel about that one.
One day later. There are only three weather control towers. There's a team of two powerful, trusted warriors guarding each, along with some golems and the workers who maintain their tower. Snap all three, and Aurorealis loses a great deal of her power. Knight sits on top of the broken wall of the fallen tower, looking down the cliff at the rest of it. Like all priests of the Column City, Knight wears a form-concealing robe, only her limbs ever visible, and even they are covered in long gloves and socks. Flesh is sacred to the Columnists. It is only ever shown to those you love. She conceals herself in a long hooded poncho, her face obscured by a veil. Her wing beast is not on her arm right now, flapping on the wall next to her, turning and roiling with discontent. Feathers fall loose every so often. No matter how closely you look at it, you will never find anything but wings and feathers. This wasn't supposed to happen, Knight says to no one. She can't believe how poorly this all went, how quickly everything happened. Three months of waiting, nothing happened, nothing happened, this all felt like a waste of her time. And then, in ten minutes, the tower fell, the control sphere cracked, the power battery stolen. Knight is unhappy, and Aurorealis will be even less happy. Her partner in crime, Gislin Ketos is sitting on the ground below her, tinkering with his new left arm. He wears a simple tank top with baggy, plaid pants and thick worker's boots. He looks like he'd be very cold, but a massive battery is attached directly to his back, behind his shoulders, and its heat keeps Gislin plenty warm while also powering his arms. The new arm he's attaching is a strange piece, orcish construction very different from the bulky elven model of his right arm. The forearm is directly attached to a massive metal shield taller than Gislin himself, and while that will prove useful, it's going to take some getting used to. Weapons line the inside of the shield as it is both defense and storage, and that should prove useful in the rematch. Because there will be a rematch. As soon as Knight knows where they went, she has a dragon to kill. A simple monk, he said. No simple monk can bend the earth to their will, turn snow into river rapids, become a walking slag smelter, transmute steam into stone. She can see why Harbinger works for him. He's nearly as unfathomably powerful as Aurorealis. But not quite. Almost as if on cue, as if reading her thoughts, Knight feels a cold wind. Gisun looks up from his work as snow spirals all around them, the snow on the ground reshaping into natural-looking snowfall, as fresh and new as if a tower of stone and steel had not just fallen on them yesterday. And rising up from that snow is Aurorealis, who fire forgot. She's a tall and willowy elf, rising up over them. Her exact height is hard to pin down. Ever since she died, she hasn't had feet or anything below her waist, and she wears a long, pale blue dress to hide that fact. Her shoulders are covered by a simple capelet. 
The only skin she shows is her arms and her head, both completely smooth. This is unusual for an elf. Elves in this world are like yetis, growing hair like a lion's mane, and fur over their cheeks, backs, chests, arms, and hands. But Aurorealis are completely smooth and clear, making the angular features of her face stand out. Her sharp eyes look down to night. Tell me everything. 